Thanks for joining us today on our online campus as you get ready to hear another message from Evangel. We ask that you prepare your heart and let God speak to you in your life. And if God has been using this ministry to touch your life, we ask you that you send us an email at etag.tv and also worship through giving uh, to help support this ministry so that others can hear messages just like this one all around the world.
is a powerful word, and I want everyone to look into the scriptures to Matthew chapter 3, beginning with verse 11. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 3, the Lord bless you for your worship this morning and your worship in giving. And we're going to look into his word right now. God has put a message and a series of message, messages in my heart for the month of July. And why he led Brother Rayleigh here right in the middle of this series, I, I wondered about that because, as you know, we explained last week that from the first week of June till the last week of August, we have invited no guests to come speak in the pulpit other than Pastor Rayleigh. And I felt like he was the only one that was to preach in this pulpit during the summer months, but that God had an appointment. And I tell you, the fire of God fell on the altar of God last week. I knew it was an appointment. Uh, with God, but he has something for us from his word today. From Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. Mm. We may have to pull off our shoes before we go any further. Amen. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Everybody say fire whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. You may be seated. Please keep your Bibles open. The first two Sundays of July, we looked at part one and two, and we looked at how God spoke to Moses from a burning bush, from a bush that was on fire but not consumed. We saw in Israel's past history how that they met God at Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb, and the mountain was on fire and the mountain was on smoke. We looked at Solomon and how that he had the touch of God upon his life and so much so that he dedicated the temple. He built the temple, dedicated the temple, and yet there was a point in time when his heart was no longer perfect, the Bible says, before the Lord. And he wanted the God of fire named Molech. He built an altar to Molech, the fire god, and they began to sacrifice children to this fire god. When your heart is no longer perfect before the Lord, it will not matter that your children are being offered to Molech, to a fire god. When your heart is no longer perfect before God, it doesn't, you don't listen uh, to uh, the true God and you don't follow God with a heart of integrity. We looked at Abraham. When he made the evening sacrifice and God showed up with a smoking furnace, a smoking cylinder, and a flaming torch. Even in that passage, how the fowls came to devour his sacrifice. And I reminded us, friends, there always comes the time that you must shoo the buzzards away, shoo the crows away, shoo the fowls away that would steal your worship. Don't let anything steal your worship. That's why you're here on Sunday morning. That's why you're here on the Lord's Day is because you know it's important to worship and I'm not going to let the fowls steal my worship. We looked at two weeks ago, Elijah and the fire of God. Now today, there are basically four fires, kinds of fires that are listed in the scripture. There is natural fire. There is supernatural fire. There is strange fire, and there is symbolic fire. Fire is mentioned 520 times in the Bible. So there's some reason that God is trying to get across this important message on fire through the Scriptures. 
Most of the times that it's mentioned, it has to do with holy fire. But even natural fire is used in offering sacrifices unto God. I do not want to spend much time here, but I do want to allude to the fact that God uses fire even in judgment. He did so early in the creation of mankind in Genesis 19, 24, when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone. And even to the end of Revelation, when fire is used to judge the great whore in Revelation 18, 8, she will be consumed by fire. The judgment of fire on in the last uh, couple of chapters of Revelation uh, where the evil, uh, the devil, Lucifer, and all of his angels and those that never accepted Christ, those that turned their back on God will be commissioned and sent to the lake of fire. Hell was not meant for mankind, but for the devil and his angels. But because man does not accept, there is punishment by fire. There's been something in the heart of mankind for all of our creation. That we need a fire God. We need a God of fire because we were created by a God of fire. So there is this need within us to relate to a God of fire. And if you go to Wikipedia, there are 37 pages full of gods that are listed there that down through the centuries men have worshipped as fire gods. And one of those would be Molech. And so there are many dozens of fire gods that men have tried to worship. Why? Because the fire for the true and living God had died in their life and was not kindled. Man has always wanted a fire God. And when your heart is not aflame for the true and living God, you will settle for a substitute. Amen. Solomon saw the fire of God from heaven. At the dedication of the temple, fire, literal fire, came down from heaven, consumed the sacrifice, and the priests bowed down and knelt because the cloud of glory and the, the power of God was so strong. But it also says uh, there in 2 Chronicles 7, when all of the people saw the fire of God, they knelt in the presence of God. The Lord answered King David in 1 Chronicles 21, 26 with fire from heaven on his altar of worship. Elisha wanted a double portion of the fire of God that he saw upon the life of Elijah. And so he prayed, let that double portion. Well, he received that mantle and that anointing when Elijah was taken to heaven in a chariot of fire. God told Zechariah, I will be a wall of fire about Jerusalem to protect it. Now those watching Israel today call it an iron dome. But let me tell you, it's actually the fire of God, the hand of God. God uses technology, friends, but it's still God's hand protecting Israel and watching over Israel. He does not slumber or sleep. The prophetic utterance came forth a moment ago. So many references in the Old Testament to the true God. But even in Malachi, the closing book of the Old Testament, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, a prophecy concerning John the Baptist, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. He will be a refiner's fire. I want us to look first of all, my first point is the Lord of the fire. Jesus is the Lord of the fire. He is the fire. Amen. In Revelation 1, 14, it says his eyes were like burning fire. 
his feet like bronze glowing in the furnace. Revelation 19 verse 11, John sees the heavens open and a white horse rider and he who sat upon the horse was called faithful and true and it says his eyes were a blazing fire. Oh, I'm about to come down and shout. In Daniel, he was seen as the fourth man that was in the fire, that the fire could not consume Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, because there was one greater than the fire. Amen. He who is fire put out the fire. We just need to get touched by the greater fire today. You're dealing with some natural fires. You're dealing with some gods of fire. You're dealing with some things that have been rising up in your life. Let the God of fire, the Lord of fire. He's not the Lord of the rings. He's the Lord of the fire. And let him touch your life. John the Baptist in our text said that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. He who is the fire would baptize with fire. And he wants to put some of that fire in our lives on this last Sunday morning in July. Lord, send the fire. Remember when you first got saved? Remember how excited you were about Jesus, the passion, the love? I believe he wants to reignite that passion and that love. Amen. We can get comfortable. We can get re religious even. And God wants to reignite what Jesus said he would do, or what John said Jesus would do, baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. The grammatical construction of this sentence, where John is declaring that he will baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire, declares it is one baptism. The structure of that sentence is not declaring this is two separate works. Some did not get the fire when you got the baptism. Let me tell you, friends, you need the fire also. I want everything that's in the deal, everything that's in the package, everything that belongs to me. I want, the, I want to be able to speak in tongues, pray in tongues, sing in tongues, but I want the fire of the Holy Ghost upon my life. Jesus would baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. I'm afraid we have not got all of the benefits of the baptism. Now, I know that in public gatherings, there is a court case, the Brandenburg versus Ohio, in 1969 that says you're not supposed to yell fire in a public setting. So let me get it clear. When I am talking about fire, I'm talking about Holy Ghost fire. Don't run for the door. Amen. Amen. Both John and Jesus preached repentance. John came preaching repentance. Jesus preached repentance. Would to God that churches across America would preach repentance. I will only find myself seated, well, preaching in a church that believes in repentance. Amen. I got to speak it from this side. Amen. But I would only worship in a church that believes in repentance. Amen. Hallelujah. Many seek the baptism, but far too few seek the fire. John said Jesus would baptize us with fire. On Pentecost, at the day of Pentecost, there were cloven tongues of fire that sat upon each one of them. It sat upon their head because it was to envelop their whole body. You don't just need something for Sunday morning. You don't just need a little Vitalis, a little Brill Cream, a little dab of do you to take some of you back to the 1960s. But listen, what you need is the baptism with the fire of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God's Spirit upon your life. 
tongue of fire that I believe is representative, symbolic, that our tongues need to be anointed with that fire also. Amen. Our tongues can be a flame. And if we're not careful, we can speak and utter the wrong things. But you know, the church came out of, out of the upper room and they began to noise abroad. They began to witness abroad what God was doing in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And the city came to hear and to see the fire. If we would get the fire of God upon our tongues, the city would come. Amen. We struggle with church growth. We just need the fire back in the church. It says in verse 12, look at it, that he has a fan in his hand. That fan can cause the fire to intensify. Sometimes we need to fan and flame. How many have ever been around a fireplace or you've built a fire and you've, that you've seen over a period of time that the embers or, or the fire burns out and it, before you know it, it's just a, a pile of ashes and maybe a few embers and you can blow on that fire, you can... You can wave a fan and you can fan that back into flame. Add a little fuel to it. And before you know it, it erupts afresh and anew. It says he has a fan in his hand. Well, I, I know uh, there's more to it than that. But friends, that is an important part that we need to allow the Holy Ghost fan to breathe upon us. Let it breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let the breath of heaven breathe upon Evangel Temple on this last Sunday morning of July. And let the, let the embers begin to glow red hot. Add some fuel on that fire. And let it burst into a flame that touches this city. He has a fan in his hand. Well, they would get to the threshing floor and after the wheat would be threshed, they would, take that, they would take that instrument and they would throw that grain up into the air and the wind would separate the chaff from the grain and the wind would blow the chaff off to the side and then it says here, they would gather all of the chaff and burn that chaff with unquenchable fire. The fire can either be a destructive thing in your life, it can be a judgmental fire, or it can be a fire that anoints you to live for God. What kind of fire do you need? What kind of fire do you want? Friends, we need Holy Ghost fire that anoints us. Jesus said in Luke 12, 49, I am come to send fire on the earth. What is he doing right now? I believe he's fulfilling his very words. He's sending fire. There's fire. There is the wind of the Spirit blowing. Joel said in the last days I will, that God would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. There is a fire that Jesus is sending right now. You need to be a recipient of the fire. Oh Lord, send the fire right now. Oh Lord, baptize us afresh in the fire. Don't let us just have tongues uh, for a public display. Give us the fire of God with the Holy Ghost resting upon us. Jesus also said in Mark 9, 49, that everyone will be salted with fire. Everyone's going to be touched by the fire. What fire is going to touch your life? Is it the fires of the gods of this world, the fire gods, that have all these passions that create, cause men to lose the fire of God in their life? Point number two, I want to talk to you about the gospel of fire. The gospel still works today. And when men preach the gospel, women preach the gospel, it will awaken slumbering people because the gospel is a gospel of fire. Religion will make you comfortable. The fire gospel produces results because the word is living. Jeremiah said that the word of God was like a fire shut up within his bones. Amen. 
John Wesley said that the world will come to watch you burn. He went on to explain that statement. He said, if you will catch on fire with enthusiasm for God, people will come from miles around to see you burn for Him. Listen to me, church. We don't need better programs. We do not need the latest technologies. These things are important. Thank God for live streaming. What has happened even this one week with live streaming and people being able to access the programs from this church on computer there has been so such a huge volume of people going to our website and watching Roku, watching the previous programs this week that it literally shut down our service. And, and the provider said, uh, you have far outspent, we have to buy every minute that people watch from around the world, amen, just like you buy airtime. You have to buy computer time. And so many thousands upon thousands of people have watched this one week from, from all over that it literally shut the service down and we had to pay a, a large amount of money to get the service back up and running. But people are hungry for the fire. People will come to where the fire is falling. The fire will attract people. We don't need better programs. Thank God for technology. What we need is the fire of the Holy Ghost. The world doesn't need more polish from the church. They need the power and the demonstration of God among us. We need the fire released through our lives to touch this generation. Solomon embraced false gods. Watch this. So his son Rehoboam embraced false gods. Dad, be careful what you embrace. But his grandson embraced false gods. It was not until his great-grandson Asa came to the throne and the great-grandson began to seek the Lord and the great-grandson was used of God to bring revival back to Judah and the house of God. The great God raised up a generation of great-grandsons. God raised up a generation of grandchildren. God raised up a generation of children, of moms and dads. My Bible says that in the last days, sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men are going to dream dreams. Young men are going to see visions. That God's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, every age group, but hunger for the things of God. Be like an Asa in this hour. It's time to seek the Lord. Point number three, people of the fire, it's time to arise. No more status quo. And all the church said amen. Joel preached it. Peter quoted it. That in the last days, the moon would turn to blood. Jesus spoke about this. In the last days, we're living between the first blood moon and the second blood moon. And I read the articles every single day concerning Israel. Remember the words of Jonathan Kahn, John Kilpatrick, others that have stood here over the last year declaring that the lunar, the blood moons have to do with God working with Israel. There is still much land that they're supposed to possess and they will possess someday. But God is dealing with Israel right now, working with Israel. But after the second blood moon, we, we go towards the solar eclipse in which God will be dealing with the Gentiles and Gentile nations. What is that going to look like after Christmas? Friends, only heaven knows what's going to happen, what's in the future. 
But I'm telling you, I'm going to keep my eyes fastened upon Christ. I'm going to stay in the boat. I'm going to stay in the ship of Zion. I'm going to stay in the church. I'm going to ask God for a double portion, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to ask that God help us to be the light and be the salt in this hour. Amen. But Jesus said and predicted by by Joel and by Peter on the day of Pentecost that not only would the moon turn to blood, not only would the sun be darkened, but it says on earth I will send fire and smoke. How does that look? That's that's actual words from Jesus. Friends, there's going to be fire on earth and every man, Jesus said, will be salted by fire. Every man's going to be touched by fire. What fire is going to touch your life this year? You can go to Wikipedia and you can look up all the fires of human history. And I've got a printout and it's unbelievable, the major fires of human history. But one of the most notable fires was the fire that came to Jacksonville, May 3rd, 1903. I'm sorry, 1901. May 3rd, 1901. It consumed 146 blocks of this city. It leveled, I saw the picture, and it just leveled building after building as far as the picture could record in those days and those times. And you just saw a leveled, burned-over city. It is stated in the historical account that this fire was so intense that the glow was seen to Savannah, Georgia, and the smoke was seen to Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. It was so massive and so intense. It's listed as one of the greatest natural disasters in all of the southeast in all of time. And it was a fire that struck our city. And as I was reading that historical account, I said, God, let that be symbolic of a Holy Ghost, heaven-sent fire that comes to Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) That Lord, do you know that in that natural fire, it says of all the major churches that were in Jacksonville, only one was left standing. That's in the history history books. I I pray, God, let that be symbolic. That there be the anointing and the fire. Holy God, I don't want another natural fire to hit this city. I want Holy Ghost fire to hit this city. And let the glow extend to Savannah. Let the smoke be seen to Raleigh-Durham. Let it envelop almost every church in this city, every group group of believers that meet let the fire and the presence of God and the fire of God fall upon every church in this city so that we give off an essence of his presence the church must burn with the fire of the Holy Ghost I want our worship team to come back and I want everyone to listen please many churches in America have lost the fire of God In fact, Brother Rayburn, you made a statement this morning in my Sunday school class, the committee you serve on about church growth in America. Could you stand and tell us that of the 190? There's over 190 uh, denominations and organizations in the Western world. Only two of them are growing. They are both Pentecostal, and the Assemblies of God is growing the fastest because they preach Scripture They believe in the power and gifts of the Holy Spirit. They give people a chance to get saved and they have outreach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want everyone to stand. Please, no one leave. Listen to me, church. Listen to me. Many churches have lost the fire of God. We can put on a good show 
and try the last five minutes to slip the gospel in. That's not going to work. It's not changing America. I have heard with my own ears in the last 60 days, pastors of large churches state that they do not believe in confronting people with the gospel in their Sunday services. That is only for small group settings. If this is about entertainment, friends, we're missing the mark. If you think you can come up in here and have a little five-minute skit and it's going to change your son that's bound by alcohol, your daughter that's struggling with drugs, your, your, your family that needs to see the... I'm telling you, the power of God never offended anybody. My prayer is send the fire, send the fire, send the fire. Listen to me. The great, I, somebody needs to tweet this and somebody needs to quote this and somebody needs to shout this across America because I believe it true. The great absence in the church of America today is the fire of God. The Laodicean church had become lukewarm. That means fire had gone out. The fire had gone out. We're not playing church. We want the fire. Brandenburg versus Ohio says, I can't yell fire. Holy Ghost fire fall. I want what John said Jesus would give. I want what Jesus gave. I want everybody to throw up your hands right now. I want you to pray. God, send the fire. 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 Lord, baptize your church afresh and anew. Send the fire. Send the fire. Send the fire. Lord, not carnal, natural fire, but Holy Ghost, heaven sent fire from off of the altar of God. Send angels with tongs to take up the coals from off of the altar and touch our lips. I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost all across this room. All over this room, lift your voices. Come on, lift your voices and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Everyone watching on live stream right now, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Lord, baptize your church. Send the fire afresh and anew. Lord, send the fire. Send the fire. Lord, let the heavenly glow be seen, God, all across this city. To surrounding communities, oh Lord, let their, the embers be turned into a blaze of fire from heaven. Lord, no more natural fire. No more carnal fire. But let your fire, the intensity of the heat of your presence, oh God, consume up those, those illicit fires, oh God, that we've been satisfied with. Come on, church. you got to have the fire. Everyone with your hands up in the air right now, all across this room, watching on live streaming. Come on, lift your hands. 
Amen. You got to participate. You got to desire the fire. God will send. He will give. Jesus will give good gifts to those that ask Him. How much more does He want to give the Holy Ghost to those that seek Him? Hallelujah. 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 From all over this sanctuary, if you need more of the fire in your life, I want you to make your way to this altar. From all over this sanctuary, if you need more of God's presence and power, I want you to come to this altar right now. Come. Come. From all over this room. You want more of the fire of God. I want all of our altar workers, those that help us pray, our pastors, to come right now. Hallelujah. 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 If you're here this morning and you're not where you ought to be with the Lord, the Spirit of God is calling you. If you've been running from God, I just sense in my spirit somebody's been running from God and God has brought you here this morning to encounter the fire. Let His fire put out those natural fires, those carnal desires, those carnal fires. If you've been wayward, some of you prayed for blessings and God sent blessings and you haven't given praise to Him. You, know, you haven't even been in worship to praise the Lord. And God's calling you back to the fire in your life. God knows how to get us to a place where we need that fire. If you've been running from the Lord, I invite you to this altar right now. If you're not saved, if you're backslidden, come. If you want more of the fire of God, I invite you to come. Every person that wants more of God's fire in your life, I want you to come. I want every person that wants to pray over lost loved ones and lost family members, I want you to make your way to this altar right now. You want to pray for lost family members, I want you to press in. Come on. We have a missionary in this room right now. He's going to be here tonight. Robert Suarez, missionary to Belgium. There's a sister right here from Holland that her loved ones are not saved and she's crying out for their salvation. We're, we're claiming souls all over for the kingdom of God. If you've got lost loved ones on your mind and heart this morning, I want you to make your way to the front right now. Come on, come to the front, come to the front. I want every person that needs a miracle of God you need healing in your body. I want you to make your way to the front right now from all over this room. Come on. You need healing in your body. I want you to come. Come on, Jennifer. Lead us in this song. And we're going to lay hands on the sick. We're going to lay hands on people that have needs.
Lord, we need the fire. We need the fire. We desire a fresh touch of heaven upon our lives. Lord, give us back the excitement of our salvation, the joy of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Let the fire fall afresh and anew. Every worshiper, just ask of him a fresh touch, a fresh touch of God's fire upon your heart. The joy of your salvation to be renewed. The joy of your salvation to be re-sparked, rekindled. Come, fire of God. Fresh wind, fresh fire, fall upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you hear the sound of the rain? The sound that quenches every thirsty soul. Clouds are forming over the horizon. Your fresh fire comes and
Hallelujah. you to just wave your hands before the Lord. There is an Old Testament wave offering before God that is a powerful, symbolic consecration before God. Lord, send down your fire. Send down your fire, Lord. Praise God. Read that scripture to us. The scriptures is in Joshua 10, 10, 11, in the name of Jesus. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the, and were the going down to Beth Oron, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them into a second, and they died. They were more which died with headstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. That's the prayer I've been doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, when the fire of God falls, what we try to do in the natural to overcome the enemy, God can send hailstones down and slay more. We just need the touch of God back on our lives. We need the presence of God back in the church. Amen. It's going to take people pursuing Him. We began this year, and I charged this church. He is our urgent this year. He is our pursuit. We're pursuing Him. Amen. One more time, slip your hands up all over this sanctuary. Everyone watching on live stream, amen. Amen. Come to us. Fire. Hail, snow, and vapors, stormy wind fulfilling your word. Fire of the Holy Ghost fulfills your word. Elijah called on the name of the Lord, and God answered by fire. And when the fire of the Lord fell, it consumed all, all, all the dross, all, even the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, He is God. For Lord, your word says your fire is in Zion and your furnace is in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah song we sang in the early service about the Holy Spirit. I want us to sing that before we close. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. As for me and my house, we want the fire. This house, we want the fire. Not carnal fire, not natural fire. But as for this church, we want the heavenly fire. The heavenly fire, amen? What was declared that Jesus would send. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God. 
church I can holler church I don't care how loud I holler they don't it don't bother me and if it bothers y'all just holler with me because I know I'm I know I'm loud in church but let me tell you something last Monday morning I got up and I was so very sick like I was whenever I whenever I coded last year and my son-in-law come over and got me and said mama you need to go to the hospital I said I really hate to go again he said, Mama, you need to go to the hospital. He said, well, let's go to the fire station and let them take your uh, vitals. So they carried me down to the Dinsmore Fire Station. And all, all I said, he said, I remember picking you up one time. And he said, why, why is it you lost your colon? Was it cancer? And I said this big old word that the doctor at the hospital said, how do you know that big old word? I had ischemia. If any doctors in here, they know. Very few people have ever lived that has ischemia. Praise God, I'm one of them. I tell you, this church is prayed. I'm telling you, this, this pastoral staff has prayed for me this past year, has kept me alive every day. But I want to tell you about the other day when the fire was. Pastor, and they came to the hospital. They came to the hospital, and, Pastor, and I had called the church, and I said, I asked them, I said, put me on the prayer list. And she said, Miss Minnie Lee, are you all right? I said, well, I'm sick. And I wouldn't tell her I was going to the hospital at that time. But anyway, when we got to the fire station, they said, history of a schema, that's enough to get you gone right now. Get the fire truck and get her to the hospital. So when I get to the hospital, I'm in there, and they do all these tests on me. It showed that there was a, another problem in my stomach. My surgeon is Holy Ghost Bill, sent from heaven. And I'm telling you, she is full of the Holy Ghost, my surgeon is. And she told me the islands over in Jamaica or somewhere, and she said, uh, she came in there, and instead of cutting my stomach open, she took me by the hand and prayed for me about 15 minutes. And I want you to know about, about two hours later, I was released from the hospital and came home. And, <laughs> and the, next, the, next morning, the next morning, I was up at 5 o'clock with Pastor Gary. You know, me and him get something for anybody. And I, <laughs> and I was up with him on Facebook. And it's talking about the fire, talking about everything. And I put on there, Pastor, pray for me. He says, I'm already praying. I told my, I called my daughter. I said, Pastor's already praying for me. I said, I'm, I said, I know I'm going to be okay. I said, he's been talking about that fire all week. And I said, I know that fire is going to come out of my bones. And it's going to be shut up in my bones. And I'm telling you, y'all don't know. I'm telling you, you don't know the power of prayer in this church. The power of this pastoral staff. The power on this, in this pulpit. I'm telling you, Pastor Wiggins and Gary, 
I'm telling you, when they pray for you, it's not just a lightly prayer. When he, when he tells me on the telephone or tells me on Facebook I'm praying, I mean the change comes immediately. So if you ain't got Facebook, get Facebook and get on there every morning at 5 o'clock with pastor. And every, you'll hear a pastoral, you'll hear a prophetic word. For about two hours on there, you'll hear prophetic word from Pastor Gary. Come on, let's lift our hands and give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's sing it together. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come bless this place and fill the hour. Make it your prayer. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Spirit of God. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. 